position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode number 331 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you early on this Saturday, February 27th of 2021 uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning, 810, uh, 0800 hours. Uh, Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast with the most crack engineer. I'm over there. Over there in the booth. Holding up the whiskey sign. I wore your fired. Mmm. Mmm. That is some good early morning whiskey. Oh, God. Ah! Alright, well, we have a big show for you this week. So, uh, straight to our top stories. Oh, wait! That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends. The... Believers in the one true time and date format. Uh, 2021, uh, 02, 11, plus whatever seconds, and detritus. You wish to apply to that standard, um, however granular you wish to get. So let's get straight to our top stories. First of all, 
one of our favorite games that we've ever featured on this podcast, and we reviewed it and etc. and covered it extensively over the years, is Dying Light. Dying Light is a uh, first-person parkour survival craft em up zombie game in which you take on the role of a secret agent injected into the now failed state, zombie overrun, failed Middle Eastern coastal peninsula state of Haran to uh, help sensibly the zombie viral outbreak and you do so by um, using parkour ingenuity and uh, super secret spy skills but mainly parkour ingenuity and brute force and stealth especially at night stealth uh zombies are attracted to sound in this game, which is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite games that we've ever ever covered. Right now, Dying Light is celebrating its sixth anniversary. Six years of Dying Light. That's unbelievable. With a free weekend that continues. Uh, it started on the 25th, and it continues through, uh, I think, Monday. But if you've never played Dying Light, you can play it for free right now, and that's the point. And then after you've played it for free, you will want to play more Dying Light. It also has very sophisticated uh, features. You can play it solo. There's a full solo campaign. You can also play it solo with co-op assistance. You can jump into other people's games, etc., 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 etc. Oh, how I love Haran. Also, last week, we featured Hellish Quartz and we talked extensively about its multiplayer, not failings, but its difficulty that we were having with multiplayer. Well, we fixed them because I wanted to show a friend of the show, Master Splinter, who has been very generous with his time in this regard, especially. We've probably tried and failed to find every way to fix Steam Remote Play Together uh, via two Linux boxes. I think he's playing on Linux. Um, And we failed we probably tried like over 50 times total over the intervening day since we last talked about Hellish Court, the unbelievable uh, successor to Bushido Blade that's still in early access, third person fighting game made with real physics, real blades, real damage, meaning you go for the killing stroke very quick, very brutal, very uh, highly technical sword fights. Well, they rolled out their practice mode earlier this week, which you can't play. You can't use practice mode in seamless remote play together, but it did inspire me to put him through another fucking full-on hour. That's our video of the week this week. Um, it's Ravash playing Hellish Court you have to go into big picture now, at least on my system. The host has to go into big picture. So the person who owns Hellish Court has to go into big picture mode first, and then Steam lets remote play together with the other person, and that will fix controller problems. At least the ones that we had, where it would not recognize uh, the remote player's input at all. They also roll out a practice mode where it's you versus the AI for infinity, which is really cool with wooden swords. So you don't have to get distracted by um, by uh, setting up the match again and stuff like that. 
you guys can just go and go and go and go and go. Um, game is picking up speed. It's pretty cool. Uh, up next, in our t- so Hellish Court is really super playable. If you have not friended me on Steam, find me on Steam. If you want to play Hellish Court with me, my name is Skooky Sprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Find me on Steam, friend me on Steam, and we will play some fucking Hellish Court. Now, in our top stories, irony beyond all ironies uh, column, section, subsection, whatever. Uh, according to Kotaku, extensive reporting uh, based off of Bloomberg's reporting from Jason Schreier, um, this month's developments on Cyberpunk 2077, which is a game I'm still playing, and I'm getting close to beating it. My character is very sick. She's very sick. She is very sick, and I'm very afraid. Um, this is directly from the... Who wrote this? Ari Notice uh, on Kotaku says that uh, CD Projekt Red, the Polish game studio behind uh, Cyberpunk 2077, was brutally hacked. Brutally compromised. Their offices were brutally hacked and compromised earlier this month, delaying... uh... (laughs) This is so funny. I just gotta read this, because it's so funny. The headline is, Report... Hack locked Cyberpunk 2077 developers out of their computers for two weeks. Uh, citing sources who wish to remain anonymous, Bloomberg's report details how the bl- hack reportedly compromised personal information of employees, including Polish identification numbers and passport details, leading the company to tell staff to freeze their accounts and report the security breach to the government and their banks. Current employees who are largely still working from home, according to Bloomberg, reportedly had to send their computers back into CD- CDPR's IT department for malware scans. In in February 8th statement, CD Projekt Red said that, to the best of its knowledge, personal information of players and former employees did not been compromised. Following CD Cyberpunk 2077's rocky release on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, the developer promised two major patches that would begin to fix the game. One for some time in January, the second, and these bugs persist. By the way, this is me talking, not reading from the page. These bugs persist, and it's it makes it it, it diminishes what should be a song of glory and triumph to play the game to have to deal with these type of bugs, ask Joe, friend of the show Joe Jokimon Kendall um, or ask me I will tell you, because I've had bugs one for sometime in January, the second time in February, the first patch released last month is promised, though it introduced a game-breaking bug which was quickly patched out I don't know about that Mm. Especially the use of the adjective quickly. This morning, CG Project Red announced that this this is uh this is Wednesday of this week. Mm. This morning, CG Project announced the second patch will be pushed to an unspecified date next month. Citing the hack is one of the primary reasons for the delay. So there you go. If you're wondering where the fuck you and V are, oh my god, we're playing our own show. Where the fuck you and V stand? There you go. It's just super ironic that a game about cyber hackers and netrunners gets hacked brutally by cyber hackers and netrunners. Also, 
we did some numbers and some conversating and then some research and some news and we combined them together into this Valheim as of like fucking three days ago hit four million sales now last week or a couple weeks ago two weeks ago we talked about Valheim we're going to talk about Valheim extensively today in this week's episode hopefully we'll be out of here in 45 minutes that's a fucking lie we're doomed but Valheim has sold 4 million units that means that since it's February 2nd release into early access it is sold more than a million units per week since that date because today's the 27th so 4 weeks is 28 days so they're averaging more than a million units sold per week this is awesome because Valheim rocks. Valheim is fucking great. Mm. But this begs the question. How many developers are behind Valheim? Like actual developers. Because they're developed they're developed by Iron Iron Gate Studios or something like that. And they're published by Coffee Stain Games. There are five developers behind Valheim. So let's go back to that number four million. At $19.99, which is this is the whole point of this thing. The whole point is that No Man's Sky should have had such a re-release. Two years after their failed launch, they should have done this. Drop their price from 60 bucks to $25. Valheim hit the ground running at $19.99. So 4 million units is $80 million. Okay? That falls beneath many thanks go out to a friend of the show, Splinter, Master Splinter, for informing me that until you hit 5 million sales, Steam's cut of your game is 30%, which is a huge, that's a big percentage, but still nowhere near as big as the traditional publisher-developer relationship plus wholesaling, plus manufacturing, plus fucking marketing. They had no marketing. So there are five developers behind this game. So we have $80 million. Steam cuts 30%, that's $24 million. That leaves $56 million on the table for a, a, a developer who has come from nowhere to five team development squad. But let's say the publisher's cut is 50% of that 56 million. That's 28 million. That leaves 28 million for directly for the developers. Uh, five developers. If it's truly five developers, you know, pl- there's going to be independent contractors thrown in there all up in that mix, but that's still 5.6 million for every individual who is part of that development team. Congratulations, Irons Gate. I mean, that is... <laughs> that is a coup! That is... That's walk-away money, man, when you can get five... 
And let's okay, so let's say half of that, and they're in Sweden, but let's say half of that goes to the government. It's still two point five million dollars, right? I can I that's it. You know, but they're not walking away, of course. They're continuing onward. Um as every good Viking would. Um, so that's the state of play. By the way, there are over a hundred thousand very po- overwhelmingly positive Steam reviews for Valheim. Everyone I know is, if they're not playing it right now, they are actively thinking about it and they own licenses for it. Almost everyone I know on our Discord, almost everyone I know in the world is now or has at some time played Valheim. Mm. It's delicious. And it's still in early access. So to that end, I want to give you um, it's been two weeks since we talked about Valheim. Um, I want to give you contrary to our video of the week, which is just me and Splinter going back and forth uh, in Hellish Court, I want to give you some Valheim adventures because I've advanced significantly in my solo campaign. So I've worked... Mm. Hit them with the feature. This is episode one, by the way, of our Valheim adventures, because who knows how long this can go on. Oh my god, it's Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature, I can't read you. I can't read you, I can read your mind. Take it, Kooky. The snow and the dark and the hard hard Um okay, so where am I with Valheim? So when we last talked two weeks ago about Valheim, I was twenty-two hours in the game. I'm now seventy-eight hours in the game. I've defeated the Elder, who is the second boss. Uh I am I've gone from the Stone Age to the Bronze Age. Uh and I've learned one valuable lesson. Don't put in a fucked up seed for your world because BPR is still laughing at me because of the fucked up seed I put in for my world, which was something like Blaster PR, fuck your mom, I hate you, you suck, die, 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 die. This means that I can't find the merchant in my world and we'll have to use, until I can find him, I'll have to use. BPR's merchant instead. But all that is getting way ahead of ourselves. In order to beat the Elder, what I had to do was ascend to the Bronze Age. And there were certain things that I said in, and I listened back to it in uh, our coverage two weeks ago, our first Valheim thing, that were incorrect. Certain factual things that were incorrect. You can upgrade your crafting stations, like your your uh, forge, and your workbench in their locations by adding certain other ancillary crafting stations next to them. You don't ever have to use those crafting stations, but they level up the crafting that you're able to do on those stations. This allows you for bronze tools and shit like that to upgrade, you know, your bronze axe or your bronze pick to higher levels, which gives them more durability and makes them more useful, and the more you explore the blah, but anyway, the biggest thing is having bronze armor, so what is bronze? Bronze is tin uh, tin ingots tin bars, 
bars of pure pure tin and bars of pure copper this means you have to mine copper ore and tin ore tin ore is relatively easy to find it's on the coast it's it grows tin pops up by water wherever water is in the black forest this can include the black forest does not like to extend towards coastal reaches but the more you explore the more you'll find coastal reaches that are exclusively black forest with vertiginous cliffs that go up and stuff like that along the water's edge you'll always be able to find tin tin is easier to find than copper copper is easier it takes two copper and one tin to you combine them at the forge which is it doesn't require anything other than uh, six copper bars I think to make I can't remember because I only have one I only have one because I have portals connecting everything because I've raided all of these tombs all these burial chambers uh, Master Splinter and I tried to do a mining op earlier this week that was more or less successful but once you beat the Elder, the second boss in the game, and you can find out where he is by uh, searching tombs in the Black Forest which is the only place where tombs spawn um, you'll find runes in those tombs and the runes will reveal on your map where the elder is and then you go and get a bunch of gray dwarf uh, trophy heads and then you put them on the thing you gotta be ready for this boss he's super hard Um, you need fire arrows you need a fine bow you need to have upgraded your crafting stations but above all else the biggest ticket to success in this fucking game is getting to the bronze age where you can craft bronze armor Bronze armor will make you almost... Bronze armor will make Grey Dwarf Brutes, which, without bronze armor, hit for 40 points of damage. We're talking on a character that has, you know, 90 points of damage when he's fully fed. So it's half your health. Grey Dwarf Brutes will now hit for, like, 15 20 points of damage, and their Grey Dwarf cousins, the lesser Grey Dwarfs, won't hit for hardly anything like 5, you know, whatever. So, then all you have to do is manage your stamina. You can only repair your bronze tools and bronze tools and equipment at a forge. Unfortunately, all these ores do not go through portals. And you can't take the bars through portals either. So, I built uh, one on one, because I, I mine the fuck out of my whole main island. It's huge. It's a big island, and I still cannot find a fucking trader. I have, I think, like, 5,000 units of value of shit, and I have 27 cores at this point. Anyway, the bottom line is this. I built track mostly like half of a track and then you know you go through the forest um to get the ores from the black from the the black forest that I have in my world far to the west all the way to my central base which is oddly enough central it takes a long time to haul the ores 
but you use a cart. And I have a little, you know, use the pathify thing to make the path in and out of the base that is going to use the cart the most uh, easier to traverse. Then you're kind of into the forest, into the woods, you know, uh, and on your own. But that's cool because I built one base that's very far deep. I have 17 bases now. And I've come up with uh, some very rudimentary plans that not rudimentary plans, uh, very simple plans that are easy to remember that allow me to build settlements very quickly, especially in wooded areas, especially where there's flat ground. I've sailed um, a raft all the way around my... Oh, well, 180 degrees around my landmass, um, which is blocked off by an interconnecting... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh God, what's the word? Like it? It's a path of land that connects an island to another island or a larger body of land that sometimes is traversable by foot, and other times is not traversable by foot and is not a courseway, causeway, a causeway. So I can't travel all the way around from one base to the other because there's this causeway and there's a giant landmass on the other side. That's where I killed the elder. But having bronze armor really makes everything a lot easier. The inventory is still complicated because you have to figure out your encumbrance for the oars and how far you have to go and what you might need on the way there. I try to uh, I try to go with 70 pounds of shit on me. That includes all my food. Um, and running by foot, I can get there pretty quickly. Uh, Splinter and I did a massive mining operation that had the... Well, it wasn't a massive. It was a small mining operation. But it did result in him getting six cores from a nearby tomb... I have 27 cores and so later on today what we're going to do is we're going to take a carve a Viking longboat and we're going to go the 20 minutes across the big ocean to the next nearest landmass that I've scouted and Splinta is going to have all the wood we need I'm going to have all the food we need he's going to have some of the food he's going to have half the food, I'm going to have half the food but he's going to be a pack mule for all the wood we need and we're going to go there, we're going to set up a new base and including a portal um, portals are tricky because you have to know the name of the portal that you're connecting to and you have to have a portal that you're connecting to on the other side so as soon as I'm done with this I'm going to create more space in my main base for yet another portal it'll be my 5th or 6th 4th, 5th or 6th I can't remember portal and then you enter the tag and so the the tag for that portal will be um, home, I think home 2 and then when I when we get to the other when we get to the other side we're going to build a new base suffi- of size sufficient enough to hold the portal so that's going to take a lot of wood which is why I'm bringing Splinter and for this, he will be paid six cores. 
Um, so he will have 12 cores for his own game. And I'm gonna bring 10 core, I'm gonna bring 12 cores of my own. Cost two cores to build a portal, etc. 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 This game gets complicated and big. And I'm hoping that the landmass nearest to me, which is 20 minutes away, is not the swamp. Because after we beat the elder, after I beat the elder, I'm still playing 98% solo. I beat the elder. Who I beat him on my first attempt. I was surprised. Mm. You're right, I have more whiskey. You're fired! Bring fire arrows, iron armor, and eat a full meal and build a base right outside of the Elder and you will be fine, even on solo. It's because like I'm doing this all solo for the most part. Um, the carve... Well, anyway, after you beat the Elder, instead of uh, the occasional times when you're at your you when you're at a base where you'll awaken or like all of a sudden like the forest will begin to move. It'll say the forest begins to move and everyone will start attacking your base, whether it has walls or not. Instead, now it says a foul smell from the swamp and draggers and uh. Archer skeleton and elites and Draugr archers will all start to attack your base. This happened to us during our fairly fucked up doomed mining operation that we tried to pull off that I made every attempt to make plot, which underscored some problems that I have with Valheim in its early access. Everyone needs to have a fucking mic to be able to play this game. I'm sorry, it's like impossible not to because the in-game text chat there is no buffer, it doesn't retain the. it shows that there's a buffer but there is no buffer, so you have to be within like 5 feet and facing the person you're talking to, so like when we were at our little mining outpost, which is poorly defended a foul smell came from the swamp. He's many levels lower than I am. I'm like, run! He did not hear me. I had to kill everything. I died. I lost a lot of skill points. Um, He hadn't saved in his bed that I told him. Well, I hadn't told him. I forgot to tell him to save at in our little mining outpost fort. I had. I respawned. I got my shit. I killed everything, and then we had to wait like 10 minutes while he made the fucking trek back from World Spawn to. Uh, it was a big fucking disaster. Very inefficient, but luckily there was a tomb nearby that I knew that he would like to uh, get the cores from. So we did make it remunerative for him. It also does bring up the idea of the mining, the ore hack, the cross world ore hack, which isn't a hack. It's an abuse of the rules, but I think it's fine because I'm alone, and he's alone in his game for the most part. So, the idea is this. In your world, you take your character, you unload his inventory to, you know, whatever you need for mining. Then you put that in your chest. Then you go outside to where you're going to store your ore. Then you log out of your game, you log into mine, then you come to where we're mining, you mine your ore, 
and then you log out of my game with your ore and your inventory, and bam, presto, you log back into your game, you're standing right near where you want to place your ore, you log out of that game, log back into mine, and so continues the process. I'm not using that. I chose to make us divide our ore equally, although Splinter didn't do that. Um, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Because um, he's going to pay for it. He's going to pay for it right now when we go on a 20-minute voyage where his job is to sit and hold the wood as we go across the seas so that I know we can build a base at this other place and a portal so that we can connect it to the portal that's at my main base so that we never have to do this again. I have some problems with not problems, I have some uncertainty about what constitutes the destruction and the wandering of your seaborn crafts because I've lost rafts before that's fine, I don't give a fuck but when you build a carve, it's 80 nails, 80 iron 80 uh, bronze nails which is 8 bronze ingots I have 90 to spare right now which is why we're getting ready to go on a grand adventure um and so my carve when I parked it, it sat pretty much at my port. I built a little port for it for like five days. And then I went on this huge journey that was to try to explore every other aspect of my island because I need to find the merchant who's supposed to spawn somewhere near the center of your world and you spawn at the center of your world. Um... Anyway, I came back from that long, it was like a five day fucking thing, where I slept I built other forts and stuff along the way um, and then eventually I reached uh, what I felt was probably a peninsula that that connected back to the rest of my world and I built a fort there which is in the Black Forest and so it's a good source of tin but I can't sail all the way back down there because of that uh, causeway that leads to the Elder, which does not lead to the Elder, by the way. It it just points in that direction. I drowned there several times trying to defeat the Elder. I have no Elder side base. But, uh... Bottom line is this. We build a portal to nowhere and we get on the boat we sail it, we build a fort with a portal back to that other portal and these are the glories of finding uh, the uh, the cores what, what the fuck are they called? they're called um, a ridiculous name it doesn't matter but anyway, that's what we're going to be doing in mere moments, so there you go, that's the latest adventures from Valheim, 4 million sold 5.6 million per developer out there in Sweden pretty awesome I love it when the good guys win catch you next week later days four or five times a good idea four or five times hi there there is delight in doing things right four or five times it is I E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. 
I like you. We like to see it only runs on Linux. We like to go yada yada yo four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.